2: It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, where city spends the best-or-nothing, AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing, the Home Depot. With more ways to help you take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Dunkin' Donuts, conquer the season with Dunkin's new Atlanta United Donuts, Piedmont Healthcare, and Ford the home for MLS in Atlanta sports radio 92.9 the game here's the voices of our Atlanta United
3: Mike Conti and Jason Longshore an eventful 3-2 win for Atlanta United this afternoon against DC United and now Atlanta United has won seven of their last eight they've scored 10 goals over their last three matches And Atlanta United, who just two weeks ago was below the playoff line in the Eastern Conference, not only now is above the playoff line, but at this very moment, they're fourth in the East. They are positioned to have a first round home match. Still nine matches to go for Atlanta United and 10 matches plus for some of the other teams that are in this mix as well. But Atlanta United is taking care of what they need to do right now. They've improved to seven, three and three at home this season. And uh, nine points in nine days against Orlando, Cincinnati, and D.C. Cincinnati, obviously, uh, not one of the stronger teams in the league this year, but D.C. and Orlando are. And even though this one ended 3-2, I think, to be fair, you would have to say uh, it felt a little more lopsided in favor of Atlanta United. If you believe anything about expected goals, Atlanta United had 2.5, D.C., 1.6. The two D.C. goals Or absolute colossos, including Edison Flores uh, with a volley from the top of the 18 right at the depth that made it 3-2. But it's a big, big win for Atlanta United. It's another big performance for Ezekiel Barco, who has been insanely good since coming back from the Olympics. He's our man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. Barco with the opening goal on another direct free kick, second straight match. He's done that, that came in the 18th minute. Also had the assist on the Joseph Martinez goal in the second half. Uh, Ended up with uh, one shot, two key passes, and the assist. uh, Moreno, Barco, Bello all with two key passes today. Uh, Brooks Lennon with three. But Ezekiel Barco is the man of the match brought to you by Heineken. He's just in unbelievable form right now in Atlanta United. I think has been very, very fortunate with Barco playing every minute of all nine matches uh, since coming back from the Olympics and having at least a goal and or an assist in all but one of them. And Atlanta United obviously over that span, 7-1-1. So not only is he playing well, but it's producing results. The statistical recap is brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. And it ended up being a 3-2 win. Uh Look, DC had moments of control, but if you look at the statistics, you're going to be very happy as an Atlanta United fan. Shots were 16 to 12 Atlanta, shots on target 6-5 Atlanta, key passes 13 to 8 Atlanta, possession was 61-39 Atlanta. I told you the expected goals 2.9 to 1.5 Atlanta. DC was able to keep themselves in the match in a way that DC frequently tries to against Atlanta United with a lot of tactical fouling. They had 25 fouls in this match to eight for Atlanta. Four D.C. players were booked. Tony Alfaro will miss their next match. Atlanta United had two players booked. Alan Franca will miss their next match uh, a week from today in Philadelphia. Uh, the corners taken were 6-6. Six, six. Atlanta United had 61% of the ball to 39 for D.C. Atlanta United won 57% of the duels, passed at 83%, but under 80% in the second half as D.C. really tried to ratchet up their press, but still to pass at 83% on the match uh, against a pressing team. That's something that I'm sure Gonzalo Pineda will be very, very pleased with. And we're going to hear from Gonzalo Pineda a little later on in the full-time report. We'll take your questions and comments as well at Mike Conti929. And at Longshoe, but when we come back, not only will we have the coaches' press conference, but we'll also have the highlights. An eventful day at the Benz, Atlanta United 3-2 winners over D.C. United, here on Sports Radio 929 The Game you know how we do this when Atlanta United wins we play music from the city that they conquered Washington DC and prominent rapper Wale with pretty young thing as uh, we come back here to Mercedes-Benz Stadium 3-2 Atlanta United over DC United this afternoon uh, Gonzalo Pineda has not yet made it to the podium as soon as he does uh, we'll bring you his post-game remarks live I know there is some concern Uh, I'm seeing it on Twitter. Joseph Martinez went down at the end of the match and was looked at on the pitch for a long time by trainers. So we'll see if that comes up in Pineda's post-match remarks. Um, You know, obviously you don't want to speculate. I would just say that Joseph made two very uh, intense runs at the end of the match, poking around for his 100th career goal. I thought he was just lung-busted. Uh, he never sat down he never went down which you know sometimes when you suffer a knee injury you're told to to sit down and go to the ground and, and they'll look at it Joseph was just kind of hunched over so uh, Pineda went to look at him on the pitch the rest of the team meanwhile mounted the capo stand and uh, sang and danced and celebrated with the supporters groups and I, I get the sense that is something that uh um, Gonzalo Pineda is really urging his team to do, to really try to connect with the supporters as much as possible. In fact, the supporters groups are being invited to a training session uh, in Marietta on uh, Tuesday. And, and Pineda says he wants that to become a tradition where uh, Atlanta United supporters can feel uh, perhaps a little bit more connected to the players. So that was a really cool scene. Uh, At the end of the match today, seeing the entire Atlanta United team mount the Capo stand. I don't ever remember that happening before at a match here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Brad Guzan's shutout streak ending this afternoon at uh, 275 minutes. Uh, But he did give up two goals at the end of the match today to Felipe and Edison Flores. They were both beautiful goals. You're going to hear them in just a moment. Uh, So that snapped the clean sheet streak. But Brad still has seven on the year. So that's $14,000 at least so far from Atlanta United to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. All right, while we wait for Gonzalo Pineda to come to the podium, let's wrap through the highlights here as quickly as we can. Atlanta United... Opening the goal scoring in the 18th minute and for the second straight match, it's Ezekiel Barco scoring on a direct free kick. Four man wall for DC and Barco is the only man standing over the ball for Atlanta United. There's the whistle, Barco up to it and he'll go for goal, score! The Atlanta Boat Show is in permanent session. For the second straight match, Barco scores on a direct free kick to give Atlanta United the early lead. And that was a goloso by Barco to make it 1-0 Atlanta United, and that would remain the score line at halftime. D.C. United had Atlanta United on the ropes for the first 20 minutes of the second half, but then against the run of play in the 64th minute, Barco was able to feed Joseph Martinez to make it 2-0 Atlanta United. Here's a steal by Barco, coming down the left wing to the edge of the 18, ahead to Joseph, into the 6, shot, score! Joseph Martinez scores for the 99th time across all competitions for Atlanta United. It's 2-0. He almost got 100 twice at the end of this match. But uh, after 64 minutes played, Atlanta United led 2-0. Felt like it was in the bag, but it was not. D.C. would not go away. And they scored their first of two Colossos with this one from Felipe in the 75th minute. Wrestle on the edge of the attacking third. Slipping it through. A good ball to Canals. He dribbles into the box right side. Cross may have been blocked by walks. Here's a running volley score by Felipe. What a goal. A goazo by Felipe. And D.C. is right back into the match. It's 2-1 in the 75th minute. That prompted Gonzalo Pineda, who went to a back line of four to bring on Alex John to make it a back line of five to help Atlantic United see the match out. And then a spectacular effort by Marcelino Moreno for, again, what we thought would be the dagger goal, but it turned out to be, instead, the game-winning goal. Marcelino Moreno feeding George Bello to make it 3-1. Sosa rolling it down the far touchline to Moreno, a beautiful ball. Moreno and Alfaro dueling down the right wing. Moreno still on it in a 1v5. Moreno now around Alfaro to the end line. Marcelino Moreno, he's now in the box. He dribbles to the edge of the six. Here's a cross, score! George Bello! what an effort by marcelino moreno unbelievable that started as a 1d5 by marcelino moreno and he was able to stay on the ball and put it away for the five strikes. so moreno gets his fifth assist of the year first goal of the year for Bello. thought sosa was in line to get a secondary assist he did not though uh, and it made it 3-1 Atlanta United as we cruised into stoppage time. But D.C. made it interesting in the final few seconds. This beauty by Edison Flores made the final score line 3-2. Fourth added minute now of four. D.C. countering from left to right. Felipe on the edge of center circle. Over to Julian Gressel on the right wing. He'll dribble on Barco and send it across. That bounces off walks. Here's a volley for a goal by... Edison Flores from the top of the 18, and now it is 3-2 with seconds to play. They gave assist to Ola Kamara and Julian Gressel on that. Kamara's fourth assist of the year. Gressel's eighth, and for Flores, it's his second goal of the year. That Felipe goal was his first. 3-2 the final score line, and that Marcelino Moreno run and pass to Bello for the tap-in goal was the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. For over 20 years, skin Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 today. So when it's all said and done, a goal and an assist for Barco, a goal for Joseph, a goal for Bello, and an assist for Marcelino Moreno and Luis Araujo, who came on as a second-half sub, was very active as well. So that uh, four-man attacking group of Barco, Joseph Moreno and Araujo has made such a difference for Atlanta United. Gonzalo Pineda now sitting down at the podium. He has won three in a row as Atlanta United's manager, and he now will take questions. How important
1: is this game, just the victory and the performance for momentum the rest of the season?
4: It was, it was very important. I mean, uh, perfect week, uh, nine points out of nine, uh, scoring ten goals, I think. Uh, it, it was great, even though I just told the players even though we never liked to concede goals what I liked was the reaction. So in the 2-1 you can see the mentality of the team, you can see them continuing playing, continue fighting, continue winning duels and then they create a few more chances and that's the response I want to see. That's a response that is gonna, is gonna put us in a good place and, uh, and I love that. I could test, uh, well they could test the mentality of the team and the mentality is good. Uh, I really think that it was a big improvement. Many congrats to DC, they're a fantastic team, I think they are aggressive, they are fast, they are looking always for chances to go direct and attack as soon as possible. It was an entertaining game, congrats to their coach, he's done a great job, And uh, but for my team I'm very happy with the reaction, that's what I'm happiest the most. And is Joseph
1: Martinez okay? He looked to be limping near the end of the game
4: look joe, joe joe is a warrior joe, joseph is a warrior he is a fantastic player that has been struggling with many many things in his knee uh, the traveling to the international games always uh, probably is not the best timing and that carry on a uh, little things in his knee i was a little bit worried about that but he's a warrior i, I told him hey if you feel something just let me know i pull you out and, and he compete as a, as a warrior uh, they are testing him now. I think he's okay. He's just sore. Three games in, play, in, in in turf. I think it's not easy for him and all the injuries he have had in that knee. So, But I'm very pleased, again, with having a warrior that cares about the team, that cares about the club, and continues performing and playing, even though he had uh, a little bit of an issue there. Gonzalo, okay. uh, congrats on the way.
2: I wanted to ask you about the... Uh, Were you happy with the way the team resolved and solved some problems? DC was pretty narrow, in the first half it looked like they wanted to stop that downhill transition from Atlanta, it was working, the wings were open. Were you happy with the way the team was resolving some of the issues throughout the match?
4: Yeah, at times. I I feel like at times we were were, uh, attacking the spaces that we wanted to attack through the 532 that DC presented today. I felt that at times we can do better and that's what I just told them, that we can continue the improvement, we can uh, reflect after the film and see in this type of games how we can attack better but overall I felt that we created enough chances and enough opportunities out of good football connecting passes in between the lines attacking the back and that balance is the one is going to give us many chances to score goals is the balance when to play in between the lines and when to go in behind so those counter movements that we were creating at times especially on their left side our right side I felt it was very good but on our left side we were connecting better in between the lines so a little bit of a balance there so i'm happy but still looking for opportunities to improve there
2: and you bring on luis and you look very fresh but you take off george what was the decision behind that
4: yeah george was a little bit tired he looked to me a little bit tired uh and, and I didn't want to risk anything with him. Uh, that was the, the the thought process. But at the same time, I wanted to be a little bit more aggressive on the right side. I wanted to put two sprinters on their right, on their left side with Luis Araujo, matching up a little bit, uh, Tony Alfaro, and then Bruce Lennon against Paredes, and see how that go, how that went. Uh, Obviously, that was a bit of a risk because we were men for men on the back, with the center backs, but I was willing to take that risk because I felt that if we scored the third one, we had big chances. So it was a bit of a risk. I, I would reflect on that one. Uh, but uh, I felt at the end of the day, Luis created a couple very good chances on that side, then Marcelino was creative on the right side for the third goal. So I felt overall probably worked per- very well. finally,
2: do you have an update on Miles Robinson?
4: yeah well I have the stats uh, Miles Robinson we we gave miles a little bit of a rest why because from July the 11th to September the 15th he uh, in 66 days he played 16 games minutes played 1425 minutes played he played in average almost every four days the the, the miles in air travel 16395 miles so that's a lot so my sports science which I'm very proud of the sports science department that we have they gave me this data And I said we need to give him a break and it's not just physically again guys Is is I uh, he's young he he can he could have probably played this game. It's not about physicality It's about the mind. I'm concerned about his has he have had a lot of stress gold cup then the other tournament then These qualifying games and a lot of stress in his mind and I really wanted to to, to easy that path for him. At the same time, I'm very happy that I, I have the ability to do that because I have other players that have been performing fantastically. George Campbell is one of those, Anton Walks, Alan Franco, even De John today, we needed from him, and he has done fantastic. And that's the mentality I want from the team. It doesn't matter who plays, we have to play the same style. And they are doing that, they are buying into that idea, and that's why I'm more happy. Not just giving the, the rest to Miles, but having the opportunity for others to perform.
3: All right, Gonzalo Pineda, very pleased with his team's performance of their 3-2 win over D.C. United. He now has won three in a row as Atlanta United's manager, and the the turnaround that Pineda and before him, Rob Valentino, have engineered is just absolutely remarkable. Atlanta United has uh, earned 22 points now in uh, their last nine matches, seven, one, and one. They have won seven of their last eight. And in that span, they've outscored their opponents 17-7. to seven. Just remarkable. Jason Longshore will join us when we come back. Jason's on his way up to Kennesaw to call Atlanta United 2's match tonight against Tampa Bay Rowdies. And he and I will comb through your questions and comments after this. Atlanta United 3-2 winners over D.C. United on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: Sister. Don't punish me Sister. with brutality Sister. Talk to me Sister. so you can see Sister. Oh, what's going, what's, going what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's
3: going on? What's going Marvin Penske Jr. Born April 2nd, 1939 in Washington, D.C. As we play music from the nation's capital. As Atlanta United defeats D.C. United 3-2 this afternoon on the full-time report, Jason Longshore is in his car on his way up to Kennesaw, where he'll call Atlanta United 2 against Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, at the bottom of next hour on ESPN+. Plus. So, Jason, what's going on?
2: Making a really good time, really, really good time, although if you're coming to Kennesaw for this match, you might want to bring a poncho because it is pouring.
3: All right. Keep both hands on the wheel as we uh, take questions yeah. and comments from our uh, listeners on Twitter. Let's start with Trombone Steve. He says it felt like the positioning was better today. He's not a coach, but we seem better prepared for where the passes were going and controlled the game even better than Wednesday. And he says this kind of play in a knockout game would be lights out.
2: Yeah, it's, I think it's just a comfort level with playing in this way. And we saw actually two different ways that they played and. I thought it was fascinating to hear Gonzalo Pineda talk about his thought process going into the sub of Luis Araujo in for Campbell and what that did, because I didn't see it coming there. And We wondered if if Pineda would be a conservative manager at times. Not with (laughs) subs like that, he's not. And the positioning, even in an unfamiliar formation, once they made that change, was pretty good. And they handled it pretty well. They'll get better the more they work on playing 4-3-3. In the 3-5-2 or 3-4-2-1, whatever you want to call it, really good and really good defensively.
3: Michael Buckaloo says he was impressed with the offensive moves and not super concerned that the goals conceded because those were pretty outstanding shots. If teams beat you on those, you just have to tip the cap and regroup.
2: Yeah, the goals they gave up, I mean, low percentage, incredible hit from Felipe and from Flores, you know, there's only so much you can do on on volleys from 20-plus yards out. I thought, in general, Atlanta did a good job dealing with what D.C. does well, which is crosses from wide positions, creating opportunities for Ola Kamara. We didn't really talk about Ola Kamara very much. As touches are coming deep in the attacking half or out wide, he didn't really see much service the best service that he saw was that last cross in the last
3: minute of stoppage time from julian gressel that was a little behind him that he was able to redirect that floor it hit. jb uh speaking about the substitution of ararujo and the change in formation he wants to know did that create the space that dc capitalized on twice no
2: i don't think they really capitalized on much i mean the two goals aren't really A whole lot to capitalize on the only one that I think that last one that came from something DC likes to do I don't know if having the extra center back maybe maybe bellows a little bit tighter to Gressel in that spot but look at the flip side and this is what Pineda just said and I think you got a really big glimpse at how he will work with this team he knew that he was going to be taking a risk in that spot but he thought if he got more speed on the right side, he would get the game winner there or the game clincher there. And that's what happened. The goal comes from Moreno being further out to the right in the four-two-three-one, one beating defenders, a whole bunch of them, and creating the goal. Araujo could have created a goal right before that with a great run. The bet paid off for Pineda. And that's the game. And this is what... We've talked about a lot over the years, Mike. With you know the the demand for attacking play, that was the most attack minded sub with a lead that I can remember in Atlanta United history.
3: Yeah, and it paid I, off
2: because it created the winning goal.
3: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with it. It was surprising when it came up on the board, but. Uh... It was refreshing, and it it definitely made the last couple minutes of this match, last 20 minutes or so of this match, much more interesting. Shiva proposes Marcelino Moreno as the man of the match.
2: Love what Marcelino Moreno did for this team today. Love what he did on Wednesday as well, playing more of a holding midfielder and having to defend from a deeper spot. But in a moment where, you know, the game was was not completely tilted to D.C., but they were growing into the game – You know, the manager, Pineda, had bet on the attack to go get a third goal. They did. And at home, when Atlanta scored a third goal, they've never lost. They didn't today.
3: All right, right, Jason, 730 up in Kennesaw, Atlanta United 2 against Tampa Bay Rowdies. This should be a tough one for the two, shouldn't it? It should. The Rowdies are one of the best teams
2: in the USL championship, and
3: they're on a
2: shutout streak right now of over 700 minutes. I can't remember a shutout streak like this. I think if they take it into the second half tonight, they'll set a USL championship record. But Atlanta United, Two has scored just as many goals this season as the Rowdies have. They're a very good attacking team. Would expect Jackson Conway to lead the line tonight. And look out for the chances from Aiden McFadden bombing forward down the right. This is a real big test for Jack Collison's young team. I'm excited to see how it plays out on ESPN+. Plus.
3: It'll be on ESPN+, Plus at 7.30. Jason and John Nelson. Jason, have fun tonight, and I'll see you next week in Philadelphia.
2: Sounds like a plan. I'm actually almost to Kennesaw, Mike.
3: Traffic Good. Was great oh, oh, you're making great time in the rain. Excellent. Glad it's a weekend and not a weekday. Jason Longshore, yeah. who's on the way to Fifth Third Bank Stadium in Kennesaw to call Atlanta United 2 here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll take a final break and come back and look ahead to next Saturday's match against Philadelphia as Atlanta United gets it done again this afternoon. 3-2 over D.C. United on Sports Radio two nine The Game. <laughs>
2: Tony Braxton
3: from Severn, Maryland, just outside of Washington, D.C., no doubt had her hometown soccer team, D.C. United, in mind when she composed the song Unbreak My Heart because it must be very broken at the moment as Atlanta United (laughs) defeated D.C. United this afternoon 3-2 here on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, Really no major update on Joseph Martinez again other than what Gonzalo Pineda said in his post-match remarks that Joseph's been dealing with a few little things in his knee and uh, his international calendar has forced Atlanta United and their physio staff to just be super cautious with it. Joseph was attended to after the match on the field by trainers and his knee was examined uh, after that, uh, I assume uh, back in the dressing room or, or somewhere in the bowels of the stadium. Pineda believes Joseph is just sore and hopes he's going to be okay. But that's uh, a storyline that we'll obviously keep an eye on over the next few days as Atlanta United now gets a full week off before playing in Philadelphia a week from today. And Philadelphia right now all of a sudden finds themselves going from one of the, the top contenders in the East to below the playoff line right now. They have not played very well over the last month or two. They do play tomorrow against shorthanded Orlando with Nani uh, and Andres Perea out, but Atlanta United will be going into that match next Saturday, maybe sensing an opportunity here uh, to get some points on the road. Jason and I will be on the air from Philadelphia, 3.30 next Saturday with the Five Stripes Countdown. Uh, Bigger pardon, 3 o'clock will be uh, the Five Stripes Countdown kickoff, 3.30 from Philadelphia philadelphia that'll do it for today dylan matthews our producer john kramer our engineer for jason longshore i'm mike conti once again atlanta united over dc united this afternoon three two we'll see you next week from philadelphia here on sports radio 92.9 the game
2: you've been listening to mls action of our atlanta united tune in for complete match day coverage all season long the home for our atlanta united is sports radio 92.9 the game